What's up, everybody? I'm Dr. Peter Bolden. And I'm Dr. Craig Spodek, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. Simply the best podcast in dentistry designed to help you maximize your practice and your life through four pillars of success. Leadership, team culture, marketing, and financial freedom, and everything in between. Now, let's get to it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It's Pete and I today, and as I'm talking, I'm looking at Pete's face. He's kind of giving me like a little shake of your head, like, what What are we talking about? And I wanted just to just- Grumpy pants a little bit. No, well, well you know, watch the transformation of uh, Pete Grumpy Pants to Pete uh, Gladiator. You, no, what's your- you're talking me into too many Kumbaya podcasts, and I'm and like- let's This is not a Kumbaya. This is not Kumbaya. Let's talk about feelings and- this, No, no, no. And this is not feelings. It's not feelings at all, bro. This is not feelings at all. You're, you're Maximus. Isn't that the character from like the guy like, are you not entertained? Yeah, are you That's not who you entertained? remind me of. Yeah. I, uh, all right, not, Attica, not Atticus Spartacus from the birdcage. Big difference. Okay. Atticus Spartacus was the, um, the, 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 the manservant of the birdcage movie, which is a great movie, by the way. Your, your microphone is a little loud. I want to make sure you don't overpower me on this podcast. Okay. So dial me down. Dial me down. I don't know how to do that. Good. Well, then leave it high. <laughs> so, so let me tell recording. Of course we are. Just did an intro. Uh, so let me tell you this, and I, I want to get your raw feelings on this because I need your raw feelings. Okay. So I want to talk today about this topic. It's called the easy way is actually the hard way. So I want to describe what just happened to me this morning. I had a little bit of a tough morning, Pete. You don't know any of this yet. So um, I know you had to. You had a tough. Uh, a couple of days ago, you told me you had to let go of a doctor, and I don't want to. Um, I don't want to talk about that because it's your personal business, but I want to talk about what happened to me because this morning at 8.30, I had a meeting to let go of a doctor, right? Hmm. So I'm going to rewind a little bit um, uh, and I'm going to talk about uh, my meeting on Wednesday with my office manager, Erica. So I have a doctor who... Uh, and again, you're free to share as much or as little as you want uh, with your personal experience, but I know you, you tend to do this really well. And I, I, maybe I've learned this from you. Maybe I've learned it from Erica, but I've learned a lot from different people. And, uh, so we have this doctor, she's not fitting in real well. Her, her, you know, there's a lot of gray in dentistry. Like maybe you like to do a veneer. I like to do Invisalign. You like to do an inlay. I like to do an onlay composite Emacs gold, whatever your flavor is. There's a lot of gray. But then there's also black and white in dentistry of like what to treat and what not to treat. Like is that should you touch that tooth? We should leave it alone. Mm -hmm. And whether or not you believe in a material choice, that's kind of a gray area. We all have to as a multi-doctor practice or dentist colleagues that talk over the coffee table and stuff like that. We have to agree to disagree sometimes, but we can't really agree to disagree when like patients are not vibing with you or you're making choices for patients treatment. That's just goes against the grain of what's widely acceptable. So we had a situation like that. And, um, you know, there's that famous quote that our buddy told us once, Pete, it says, stress comes from knowing exactly what to do, but taking no action. So I knew this for quite a while. And frankly, I'm just being a, I'm not taking action because, you know, it's hard to do what you did and what I did. And, and, and then on Wednesday, I have this strategy meeting where it's coming to my attention that the entire office is feeling this one way about this doctor. So I'm like, shit, I got to do something. I can't just dick around with this anymore. So I meet with Erica and um, there's two things that are going on. Number one, the doctor has had a recent surgery and this person's injured 
And number two, she's not a good fit for the practice. So I spend the first 20 minutes of the meeting trying to convince Erica, well, we don't really have to tell the truth. We'll just say it's because of her injury because it's easy because I want to be like Pete, you know, so it's really nice to say, hey, you're injured. You really can't work. We need to let you go because, you know, you're injured and you can't, you know, you've had six weeks off and it looks like it might be another six or eight weeks off. So that was going to be the easy way. Mm -hmm. And Erica, God bless her, because for 20 minutes, I'm so convincing. You know that, Pete, I'm really convincing. Mm -hmm. So for 20 minutes, I try to convince her we don't need to tell her the truth. We could just tell her it's because of the injury. Mm. And for 20 minutes, she's like, nah, not buying it. Do the right thing. Do the right thing. And I just kept, as she's talking, it's like, because I'm like, I'm going to tell them, you know, watch me. I'll make you see my point. And she kept pushing it back. I'm like, eat the soup. No, thank you. No, try the soup. No, thank you. And it's really cool because I recognize, she's like, look, okay, so tell her it's the injury and don't tell her that the reasons why. Now she doesn't get to correct herself for the future because after she leaves this practice, she's going to be doing the wrong thing on other patients. Your responsibility to the profession, to the patient she hasn't met yet. Also, what about when she gets well? And she's like, hey, I'm all well. Can I come back? Oh, well, that wasn't really the reason. And so this morning was actually really easy because I sat her down. I said, hey, listen, you know, this is an inflection point in your career. This is not the final chapter. This is not a failure. But, you know, you're injured right now. You can't do dentistry and you need to do a lot of learning. So God always puts something in your path in perfect time. You know how many dentists you and I have talked to, Pete, that have like broken their wrists or had a ski accident and had a single solo practice. And then this point in their life happened and God put something, God, the universe, whatever your spiritual belief is. I don't want to go too woo-woo on anybody, but something, a precipitating event happens and then you have to reinvent yourself and you hire additional doctors. So I said, that was that this to her. I said, you know, you can't work. You got plenty of time. You can actually do some learning and get better. And I left, I was in my heart space, I was aligned, and it was not hard at all. But I was so close to actually not telling her the truth. And I noticed, Pete, that you don't do that. Because I want to be liked. And sometimes being liked, you'll actually, not, not that I'm lying, but you'll bend the truth. And I noticed that you don't do that. So I want to thank you for being my friend. I want to thank you for being um, having those character traits that I've learned from, because you do that. You'll call me out in a two, like, that's bullshit. The, the real thing is this. So isn't it funny that the hard thing at, at first, what we think is the hard thing is really sometimes the easy thing because you're aligned thoughts. Yeah, my thoughts are, yeah, I, I think it's, yeah. look, we, we have this thing where we say like good cop, bad cop, because you know, when we have conversations in business or around bulletproof stuff or whatever, and you know, whether it's, Oh yeah. That right. Didn't, and you all will, that, all and, that. And you will say, look, you're the bad cop. Let me be good cop, which is fine. And I take that. And oh I am my known, God, this is I, awesome, man. I am known in a lot of circles to be, um, and my wife is too, quite honestly. So it's, you know, I live in that household and you're the product of the people you surround yourself. It's like, we live in an environment of, of no BS because my thing long ago, Craig was if I, if I, if I beat around the bush, if I tell you something that you want to hear that makes it easy, like you were about to tell that doctor, it's only doing a disservice to you, meaning you, the doctor, you, the recipient of that information, because you can't take the life lesson because then you can't take accountability and then you can't take growth. 
So yes, part of me prides myself on hitting you right between the eyes because that's the way I like to be hit. And it's just a character trait. And sometimes Craig, it works, but other times I have this, um, you know, oh, Bolden, he's an asshole or Bolden, he's too, he's too stern. Or, you know, I've heard that, you know, he's firm, but fair and firm, but fair. I, I probably like after before all the latter, but, but to me, Craig, it's more of a, it saves everybody a lot of energy. Yeah to just hit him between the eyes and say, look, here's the way I'm feeling it. And I, and I also know Craig, I can say I can hit people between the eyes because it's, I don't have them there. I'm not coming from a malicious place of like, Oh, I can't wait to hurt you. It's, this is the way I'm feeling. This is what I've observed. And it's just not a good fit anymore. So our path going forward is, is, um, is non-existent. And you know, how can I help support you in the, in the road out of here and vice versa? Yeah, I've got to learn this, Pete, because I've actually said to you, we've had, we've had a couple hard conversations. I've actually said the words, Pete, you've made it very easy for me. And like, oh, good. You know, you said to me back, like, oh, okay, well, how so? Well, so you got to deliver, you know, you're the, you're the stern one. So I can come in and kind of be like, hey, you know, boss man says you got to. Well, Craig, I don't know if I'm the stern one, honestly. No, I know, but, but that's, that's a character flaw. Facts don't care about your feelings is my point. Right. Like I just come at facts and the right. And I'm not, and it's not about like, it just is what it is. And you want to, because you're desperately so want to be liked. And honestly, you are thousands more people will be at your funeral than are that will be at mine. I, I promise that. you that. I'll say that. Right. Because if we go down this price. path, we can't air this. This will get too, this will get too deep into our pay. own. This, like, so welcome to group therapy with Peter. Like, guess what? Guess what? I don't give a shit. I don't care. Right, because I don't want to live in a space where I live my life trying to make everyone else happy. Yeah. I want to live it for me and the people that I love. And like I've always told you, and maybe we haven't said that on the podcast, I have a group, a tight group of people, and I will literally, and I don't say this figuratively, I would take a bullet for those 10 people that are in my inside without fail. But if you're not on that, then look, you become it, it becomes a harder conversation. So I I am with my tribe, I will protect you to the nth degree. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Of, yeah. So, and, and, so uh, and you know that, like, you I know do. that. Yeah. I so, do. Anyway, I, I know I and took I, that on a different tangent. No, no, it's an important tangent because it's a leader. This goes back to what even we talk about in our, like I actually had the conversation um, with one of our mastermind calls yesterday and they were like, look, you know, Craig's leadership style said to do this. And she said, and I like the, you know, and it's what, someone's resonating with, and she said, I like the, what, what you're saying in terms of like this delineation of leadership. And I said, look, it depends. Craig is an, an excellent leader. People love him. He got a box full of on boss's day, a box full of cards about, about people just proclaiming their love for him. I didn't get any, I didn't get any, but it didn't make me butthurt because I knew that it was bigger than that, 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 that my action and my growth of my organization is bigger than me needing or wanting to be liked. Yeah. So what, what the spirit of what I wanted to come to today was to, to tell the audience, tell the listeners that, you know, we're all evolving, Pete, you know, obviously mm-hmm. you're not the same version of you that you were six months ago, a year ago. And, and, you know, progress equals happiness. We always have to be growing. And today I, I tried to be the guy that was going to be liked and the people around me wouldn't let me take the the blue the easy pill like the matrix mm-hmm. the blue pill or whatever it is i had to go deep and i was so proud and i felt so good 
about myself to do what is the right thing. And it was really, it was actually much easier. So the hard thing is the easy thing. I thought it's, it was would... hard. It, look, I love where you're saying this because it's hard right until the time that you say it and then it's not right. But if you, if you were inauthentic with what Erica was about to let you do, it would still be festering in your mind right now because exactly. you're like, I wasn't true. And that, that wasn't, wasn't the true. story. And that it would have e- eaten up your brain capacity, right. eaten up your emotions. You'd have been less present in your office. But, you, no, but you lose integrity. You lose your integrity. You lose integrity. Be- before you make a lie, the, you have to first agree to lie to yourself. And it's not a lie of like, ha, huh, I stole money, you know, or it's not a lie like that. It's just, you know, that's not the truth. And you have a, bull- you have a built-in bullshit detector. And when you start bullshitting yourself, even mm-hmm. as incipient as it is, like, oh, you're injured, you can't work here anymore. That's not the truth. I think the perfect leader would be a blend of of you and I. Well, that's what we're hoping to create with the listener right now, Pete. (laughs) That's that's the genius of what, if there's any genius that we have, it's that there's some super smart kid or, you know, gal or guy out there right now that's like, I'm going to take all that from Pete and I'm going to take all that from Craig. Yeah, someone who's more definitive and just like, this is what it is. And then also someone who's more empathetic, right? Who who sees it. And so I think that would be the perfect, you know, like, I don't know. It's, um, that's true. It'd be, yeah, we, we would be, uh, we'd be a great leader if we just morphed, morphed. Yeah. Well, that's what we're trying to, what we're trying to do. So one thing that, um, I learned, uh, a, a while ago when I was going through a, a personal hard point, you know, you know, the hard point I was talking about, it was, and, and I talk about it on the, um, on Bonnie Pearl's podcast, which is going to be coming out shortly. Um, I had the chance to drive Bonnie Tony. Pearl is for those is Tony Robbins wife. Cause yes, yeah, Sage you, Robbins, call, you call her Bonnie Pearl, which not many people. Don't oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sage thing. Robbins. That's going to be coming out shortly. So I, I got a chance to Tony was here one day really late um, working. I had to do some work on him, some dental stuff on him. And uh, I said, you know, I'll drive you home. I'll drive you home. Is this when you made him get in your micro, like your micro sedan? No, I did that. Uh, yeah. So he, <laughs> once I took Tony home, he's in my Porsche, my 911. This is before I realized that I look like a, you know, six, uh, six getting out of a Porsche 911. Yeah. People that was the valley laughs at you. Yeah. That was version 1.643. That was like windows XP of me. That was a weight brass version. That was pre Pete. That was pre Pete. I was like, dude, get a Raptor and get over it. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't need a Raptor. And then I'll drive a Raptor and so much better. But it's also like my son's getting older. Baseball bats don't fit in there. We, we, uh, we go camping. That doesn't work for a nine 11 as well. Yeah. But Tony wasn't, Tony wasn't my nine 11. So me six foot five, but like 110 pounds and Tony six foot seven and 290 pounds. It was a sight to be seen. It literally was. It literally was. I wish I could have. I, I mean, I would have, knowing him now the way I do, I'd have been like, dude, I got to take a selfie of this freaking thing. It's been so funny. But no, that was not that time. He was in my Raptor. I took him home and we, we sat in his parking lot for a minute. And he's like, so talk to me about how things went. I'm like, you know, so I had this like amazing, like personal session with Tony. It was awesome. And I didn't want to capitalize on too much of his time because, you know, I just, he had been with me for a while that night. And I just remember he said one thing. He said, you know, Craig, you're a pleaser. He says, you know how I know you're a pleaser? Because I'm a pleaser. And mm. I want everybody to like me. I want everybody to think I'm your, their hero. I want everybody to do that. And you know what? When you're a pleaser, it's actually not about them. It's about you. You want them to like you. You're trying to get something from them. And he said, if you live by people's praise, you'll die by their criticism. And it, it got in my ears, obviously, but it didn't get into my heart till more recently. And it's so important um, to 
to have the only pleaser you have to be is you have to be a pleaser to yourself. Right. So that's what we're talking about. That's where it comes full circle. So when you agree to make, when you agree not to tell the truth or not to be direct because you want to be liked, you know better. And your inner self says, eh, you're bullshitting, Pete. You're being fucking bullshit. You're bullshit. And then, no, no, we're not bullshitting. We're just doing what's right. We're just doing what's easy. Come on, let's roll. And you con yourself to go down a path that sucks. So don't do that. Well, it's also, you know, going back to the KK talk, you know, we had um, one of Tony's um, for our mastermind, we had a, one of KK's, a KK is someone who is a Tony Robbins performance strategist. And she yes, she's on stage right now, like mm-hmm. nonstop for UPW. So Carissa Kuchis is her name. She goes by KK. You can follow her on Instagram. By the way, either we're releasing that to the greater good or we'll get her on the podcast because mm-hmm. she was freaking was fire. I mean, it's hard to move people through a Zoom call. But she did. And Pete and I were like jumping out of our skin. She had all of us like, and the girl's like, she's such a badass, man. But, but go, Craig, go ahead she, and talk to her. We talked about the fears though, right? The fear of this. And we and was going through the fears of fears in our life that motivate us to do something or, or hold us back. And I think going back to what you and Tony were saying about you being the same type of person, is people pleasers, but it's also a fear of rejection. Meaning if I don't do everything I can do to make this person happy, they might leave me or stop caring for me kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, or well, being a, a father, let me talk about, failure. if I don't talk about I being a, a mistake, parent, yeah, this, this, I may disappoint or be, you know, like, so or be punished for example, but, um, I knew this was going to be a kumbaya. Oh, I'm sorry, bro. We'll go. Hey guys, keep hey, listening. Don't hang up. Don't, yeah, in the next, in the next five podcast, I get to roll with step one through five of how to turn your practice bulletproof. I get it. <laughs> and by the way, keep listening for those of you who don't like the kumbaya because we're about to go into the four easy hacks to quadruple your production starting on Monday. Wow. I don't yeah. even know this. I can't. Are, yeah. are you running this one? I'm running this. Oh, wow. Yeah. Put a pin in that for a second. But because wow. I can I can do that. What what wow. how, what, are, what was the claim to what your production to increase or to triple? I don't, what I don't I say? know. What did I say? It's irrelevant. It was it was a it was a big claim and, and we're looking forward to it. OK, just put, put a pin in it before we close that. I'll tell it's them. Gonna be, it's going to be hug and love and do. And... <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. Get thank you notes all day long, and then it'll grow. Everything will just grow. It'll be everything grows. Yeah, there's no weeds in the garden. You just will them all out. Anyway, yeah, KK was awesome. That was just on fire. And um, no, what's funny is, uh, you know, having gone to so many events, and I know you've gone to a Tony event as well. It's like you learn all this stuff. You're like, oh my god, life is going to be fucking unstoppable. I can't wait. And then like, you know, a couple of weeks later, it like, you don't practice it. It just goes away. So, uh, you know, that your mastermind, your private mastermind group that you do on your own with your guys in Atlanta, that is so cool. I wish I had that. I'm so, I'm so jealous of that. But it's cool. You know, but the, the takeaway from that is just like anything else, right? I have a trainer, not because I don't know how to freaking work out, right? It's an accountability thing. And it's also a declaration when you say something out loud that you're going to do something, not just to yourself, but you say it to people that you love or are friends with or care about. It's a different proclamation. It's a yep. different proclamation, even to your team. Like I am going to be accountable for this. I promised you, you guys, that I didn't, you know, I didn't lead very well here or I made this mistake here, but I promise you it will never happen again. And when I do say that to my team, it is a mission to make, make sure that that doesn't happen again. Right. Because I can oh, yeah. let them down. Um, and yeah. I feel like they know that. Um, so, 
Yeah, I don't that, know. That, emo- that EQ, that emotional awareness, those declarations. Greg, I'm gonna so have good. I'm gonna have a hard time naming this podcast, by the way. So no, I got um, a name for it already. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I got a name for it. But it's but before you talk with Craig. No, before you make that first agreement, though, with all the other people, hold the agreement to yourself. Live life with integrity. Integrity um, comes from the Latin root integer, which means whole and one. And, you know, there's always that voice in your head, like, I should work out. I should do this. I should spend more time with my kids. And you blow it off and you start to lose respect for yourself. And when you lose respect for yourself, life goes downhill. You know, certain people, their, their definitions for friends are pretty loose. Like Naval Ravikant, where, where Pete and I are reading his book right now. I read his book called um, The Almanac. Mm-hmm. And Naval talks about like he cancels relationships really quick when he sees values that don't align with his. So it's, I think it's just really important because even having friends that are in your circle that are. If you yeah. see what he's referring to, the, the book. Um, so, so I'll good. let you finish my thought. Then I want to I want to say something on this, right? Because it actually relates back to the mastermind you were telling me that I do with my buddies. But anyway, keep going. Sorry. No, it's just it's just that it's just part of it. So let's just say you're squeaky clean with yourself, and you have good. You're not a pleaser. You're doing the right thing. You're acting the right way. It is also friction on your integrity when you allow people with questionable morals to enter your life as well. Yeah. So this is my friend. I I align with him, but. He cheats on his wife or he does this or she does tries well, to get look, Craig, that, I mean, we talked about this at nauseum. Show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. Right. Right. Like the that's, five and people. that's that. Well, it's not even, it's the five people, but like, show me the characteristics of your friends, you know, and it's, it's the truth. And that, I know that's a cliche almost at this point, you hear that oh, the five people you hang out with most, but it's, that's real shit. Yeah, it was real. Let me real jump shit. on this for a second. Yeah, please. Everyone By the way, that changed if, that changed if, my life, Pete. That changed if, my life. Same, same. If uh, if you've never taken anything away from if you listen to the Bulletproof podcast because you just like the way Craig and I make fun of each other, then that is good. But that's a different hole, and that's not the book. I know, but I'm so proud of you for that one. Um, but if you never take anything away, you do nothing from what we say. Um, buy this book on Amazon. It's come out. It's called The Almanac of Naval Ravikant and it's actually made by, it's actually not written by him. It's actually written by a guy named Eric Jorgensen. Um, the point is it's not a long read. I sent it to Craig as a gift and he literally texted me back. He's like, dude, I've never not been able to put a book down and come back and read it later. He's like, I couldn't, I couldn't not read the whole thing at once. Cause it well, was just, just, just to be clear. I, I, you, I bought that one. You sent me, this as a gift, which is incredible. So why oh, I, sorry, sorry. I stu- this was incredible. This is hard work. This is not sending me something on Amazon. Pete, I, I found Naval Ravikant on like a tweet storm, sent it to Pete. I'm like, holy shit, Pete. Pete gobbled up and, and wound up publishing his own book because Naval just has a series of tweets. He bound and sent this to all of his friends. Um, so you actually published the Naval Ravikant book privately before anybody else did. So yeah, it's true. the same thing, right. but you know, that's a little true. bit. Yeah. So you actually had the foresight to publish it and give it to him because Pete said, if there's one thing I need my kids to read. Well, no, I, I printed, so I printed 10 copies, right? I, I picked seven of my friends because that's about all the friends I have. Eight friends, maybe. And, um, and wait, that I deeply care about. And I wrote something in there and sent it to them. I took the other three copies and I put them in my gun safe, which is my, you know, I have a giant safe in my house, like guns, guns and stuff and stuff and stuff. And I put three away. And I archived them and I wrote a note to my children. I said, cause it's almost like a life manual. It is. Um, 
So it's funny, we go away on our mastermind retreat, not from a bulletproof, but from my men's that you speak of. And awesomely enough, I get to have Chris Tuff as the MC there as well. And the topic for this mastermind is going to be, we are going to dissect this book. We're going to go away on a trip. And these are men that are like, these are men that I always make fun. I was like, I'm the brokest one in the whole group, but I love it because these are men that are movers and shakers and players and authentic men and great in all aspects. And like, we're going to dissect this book, this book, we're going away to really get deep. When all of us have big stuff to do, hundreds and thousands of employees amongst us, and we're doing this because it's that important. So long-winded way of saying, you know, yeah, that, read it. that's a good, good thing to buy. Yeah. If you buy nothing else and you listen to nothing else, do that. Yeah. And what is really cool, one of the fundamental theory thesis of the book, it's two, it's two sides. It's money, happiness. So he has the first side of how to get money and money is just a skill, you know, and, and, and there's a way he actually says, if you put me in any English speaking country in the world and, and gave me five years, I'd find my way to make money again. No, no, no. What he says is, look, getting rich is not about being lucky, yeah. right? And happiness is not a trait we are necessarily born with. Right. Both, both processes need curation. And you're right. He, he has the skills now that he's acquired over the years that he says, look, if you put me in you know, a scenario a thousand times, I'd like to think that 990 times of them, I would be able to prosper my way out. Which yeah, it's, I, it's, it's just, it did. It's, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. So, anyway, we've come full circle. So I have a great idea. And then we're, I feel like this is just literally, we're, we're recording a conversation that you and I have like, on we the always computer. have these conversations. And how many times Peter, have you and I had a conversation being like, that would have been helpful for other people as well. That's the um, genesis. That's the reason why we do this. But one of these podcasts, I'm going to do it. So we're just going to keep ramming stuff of all down people. So I had this great idea that I want to take segments from a, a Joe Rogan or Tim Ferriss, and I want to not tell you which ones they are and hear a clip of Nabal and him talking. And then I want to hear your feedback. And I want to talk about that from a dialogue and then put that on a podcast, which would be just, I think, next level. But I know I just, uh, I know I just stole the thunder of our own thunder. Yeah, um, but that um, it, it's 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 incredible. There's so much information. If you're stuck, if you're feeling like you know you need another something to kick you into overdrive, shit, we're all stuck this year, bro. Yeah, we're all. I know we're all true. stuck. I mean, when are we not? When are you not stuck? Right? Man, will you make yourself stuck? He talks about that too. Nabal talks about how you just the, the brain. Well, one of the mo- one of the greatest things that KK said. Look, and and she actually and it made it okay because like feeling I sometimes feel perpetually stuck, right? But she said, look, we are plants. We are an organism. And, and plants just don't go and be like, okay, cool, I grew. And I'm just going to stay this size. And like, I'm going to be grow and happy. She said, the plant is either freaking growing or it's freaking dying. But it, it's, it's one of the two. And if you, if you commit to your growth, just in perpetuity, no, like I'm never going to reach the finish line. Awesome. I don't want the finish line. I'm never going to reach the finish line. There's never yeah, going to die. You're going to die this, with unfinished business. Right. You're always going to. And I think that is a, that, that to me was, has been the biggest transformational revelation paradigm shift in my head. It's not yeah. if it's going to be, just be excited that I get to grow until I'm dust in the, yeah. you know, in a grave. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool, man. All right. All right. We hope everyone is getting massive value from listening to this podcast. If you are, we're going to ask a couple things in return. First, Review us on iTunes. If you don't know how to do that, the easiest way is to pick up your phone, open the podcast app, click on the album art, and then scroll all the way through the episodes and you'll see review at the bottom. Go ahead and bang out the stars that we deserve. 
Second thing, if you haven't signed up for our text uh, list to get notified of special offers or the next summit or whatever it may be, uh, make sure to text the words bulletproof to 33777. That's 33777 and the word is bulletproof. Third thing is we've got the book, as most of you all know, but we've also got the audible version that Dr. Spodak spent three days in studio and it was an arduous task and he crushed it. He really should be an audible for the episode. That's it, everyone. Hope you're having a great day and we'll see you soon. So, uh, to, re- to recap, Recap, what the hell we started about? No, well, just uh, here's my recap of it. Here's how I think it all happens. Always do what you think is the right thing because you're, you're, you're watching yourself, your integrity is at stake. And it's not just what you do and what you say and, and taking the hard way sometimes, which is really going to be the easy way, but also make sure that your friends reflect your integrity. You know, and if you have some friends that are on their own way and they, they you know, maybe they're historic friends from how you grew up and they, they were your buddies, that's cool too. We're not saying to dust them, but just put a little space and help them along the path. Um, and, uh, and, and the, that book is awesome. And, and now the four quick but knowing ways. knowing what to do, right? But knowing like, like you knew what to do. So going full circle, you knew what you wanted to do in your head and you, and you wanted to patty cake around it. And Erica said, be authentic. And as Tim Ferriss, Tim Ferriss says, a, the, a person's success in life can usually be measured by the number of uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have, full stop. And I truly believe that. So I know I don't enjoy having hard conversations, Craig, just to be clear, because I know everyone likes to say like hard ass and shoot them straight. I, don't, I have the same amount of anxiety that you do going into a hard conversation. But I know, I know that the easy way out the, uh, the is is to patty cake it. Yeah, the hard conversation for me was not the one I had this morning. Oops, it was just to get to that um, place. Sorry, my camera's camera's. No, it's all good. This bizarre. actually look. This is a better version of you. The re- <laughs> when I think of you, I think of the multicolored flag like this because it happens so much. Yeah, but yeah, it's it 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 was it was cool. It, it was a cool. It was a lesson of saying like th- that was. I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I I discovered it because people always people always trump people say I'm really good with words. I hear that a lot, and it's not that I'm so good with words because I don't really feel like I have any special skill of words. What I do before I want to get a thought out is I get into the space of what I feel because people feel what you believe. Eric always says that to me, like people will feel what you believe. So if you're saying, Hey, good job, buddy, the words matter. But, 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 but people feel it. Yeah. So, and so that, what have you learned like from this, I guess, and now having a lifetime of context of just saying, oh, I'm going to go this route. And then finally having someone bow up to you, which not many people bow up to you in your life, Craig. Honestly. I know it's a problem. Everyone defers. And so, yeah. it's and I'm also someone, persuissive when so like when Erica, you, per- you are, you can convince me. Of shit. I'm like, wait, what the hell? Why am I agreeing to this? I hate this idea. But I agree to it. <laughs> Just but like, like this podcast. So, <laughs> so finally, like, so I guess what I'm saying is what did you, what have you learned? You've lived the, you know, 20 plus years as being a leader in dentistry. And finally it took someone bowing up for you to say, wow. Well, I asked them, I said, please don't bow up to me. Please, please don't. I, and please bow up to me rather. Please, please push back. You know, you're not doing me any favors. Like, and so I actually acknowledged her after. She's like, "Wow, you did so well during that meeting. I, it was perfect. Like, you did. You left her feeling inspired. You left her. You know. And I'm like, you know, you know what? I want to blame you for this. I want to say it's your fault that I did it so well, because you did not 
believe my sales pitch of like, let's go the easy route. So I think, um, my lesson is, uh, uh, I guess, but, 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 okay, here, I know we can put a bow on this. How many times even in coaching and consulting and talking to dentists now that we've seen in summits and everything, right? Oh yeah. Kathy, we have her. She's, she's toxic. Everyone hates her, but I'm too scared, right. To have a hard conversation. So, you know, Kathy, the, the, the hygienist or whatever, she's just toxic in the environment, but man, she sure does put up $20,000 a month and I just can't let her go. Right. So this, yeah, this I'll never let that happen. A again. culture thing. And, yeah. and the reason I sometimes am hard with firing Greg is because my team like goes back to the thing. We talk about who will protect this house. And I have that yeah. actually printed now in every one of my office is, you know, is a, who is an Umberdar or a canvas because if the team doesn't align with a doctor, a person, whatever it is, what I think about them is irrelevant. And let that sink in, right? I don't have to have hard conversations because it's not an alignment for my culture. And if my culture gets, gets, gets disrupted, that has catastrophic effects that will reverberate for years to come if it is not fixed. So whether or not I like you, I love you, whatever, it's irrelevant. My team is who works with you. My team is who have to interact. And if they don't trust, like you, or, or align with the way you are, yeah. it's over. 100%. It's over. I, so, so another small example of that, I had a, a doctor, remember Patrick McDavid, when he was on, I was talking about this doctor that I had, that was a bully. Patrick, not really. I was in a daze that whole, that whole yeah. podcast, but, but anyway, tell me. Yeah. So that. Patrick McDavid said, Oh, he's <laughs> hey, talking about talk- during that podcast. Uh, not good, buddy. Not good. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not going to lie. It was very, uh, you Remember the girl that won like uh, Miss USA and she's like, uh, and the Iran and the Iran and the children. She like had like a hardwired default. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, I had a doctor that was a bully and I, I lost employees because he pushed them out. He literally said things like, hey, either fire Joe or I'm leaving. And I'm like, okay. I remember these. I oh remember my God. Look and at what how, you did for you, me that day. And you acquiesced 10 times. Because you yeah, were so petrified. Well, dude, well no, like no, 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 like, no, 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 no. It was my dad. There was a lot of confluence of I factors. Know there was. So my dad was good friends with him. They were shoot. They would go skeet shooting and all this other stuff. And my dad's like, please, my dad's, you know, you know, you just talked to my dad before the podcast started. I'm not going to, that's my dad's friend. Please, dad, please, Craig, give him another chance. I'm like, okay, fuck it. But um, yeah, but you tolerate that. You you are not standing up for everybody else. So I think we beat I never this forget, I'll good. never forget that conversation too because I was actually at that DEO conference about to go and I was petrified, right? Going into a different environment, going on stage to speak to like, you know, DEO has intelligent business people. And I was going on to speak about Bitcoin and, and blockchain, right? And yeah, when it was people. really bad, when I used to tease you horrible, constantly. Right? And I was like, what is this magic you think of? But anyway, yeah. um, and I remember you calling, you're like, it's 911. I was like 10 minutes from going. I was like, Craig, and I had to be firm. I was like, dude, stop creating this narrative that this is going to work out. This is a broken, yeah. dysfunctional relationship, and you need to cut it. Cut it so, now. So, guess where it happened? So, Peter and I had just gotten off stage. It was Father's Day of 2002, what, maybe last year, Father's Day? I don't even remember. No, two years. Father's Day of 18. Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, three years. Uh, so we're uh, on stage at Terranea Resort, beautiful resort, um, coastal California, Rancho Spouse Verdes, gorgeous. I get the call. I remember Dwight Pecora was like there with me. And he's like, you know, just like, you know, he had resigned 
And my dad's like, oh, no, it's okay. Let him back. I'm like, okay. I said, dude, I get it. You can come back. But the next time you resign, I am not saying a word. And I'm ex- you, are, you are leaving at that point. And he actually said, you know, I, I got to learn to react like that. Not like that. I wish I was more like you. You know, you, you're so good at, at, at communication. I'm like, hey, dude, it's all good. But the next time you tell me you're out, you're out. Okay, we agree. He's like, yeah, we agree. So, so he calls me up on because uh, he uh, weaponized that against you. And I know. You let him. You let him time and time again. He so, weaponized his threats. So, a great story, and I hope this is landing on someone that needs to hear this. So, Father's Day, um, he, we had this assistant that we were bringing on the practice for him, and she was moving from Tampa to the East Coast of Florida. You know, so she's got a hundred mile move, and she was meant to have the moving van show up, and she was meant to start work on Monday. So he calls me on Sunday night and says, did you hear what happened? I said, no. Well, Diane can't move. Um, I'm like, okay, well, good news. We have 24 really good assistants. Yeah, but I don't want to work with any of them. I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do? He's like, I want to, you know, if you can't get, if you can't arrange to have this assistant here at the time that she's supposed to, I'm like, hey, hey, bro, I, I, her, her, I don't know what happened, but her moving truck didn't show up. She's showing up on Tuesday. He's like, you know what? I just think it's a good idea that we part ways. I'm like, 100%, man. I hear you loud and clear. Let's unwind it. And he was like dead air, total dead air. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. I got I to gotta run. I walked over to you. And you're like, God gave you. What did you say to me? You're like, God gave you this one. That's what you said to me. I did. It was like, it's God, God gave you a Father's Day present. And then we had that steak dinner that was really bad. And we had a, we had a fight with the waiter, remember and, that? And, and I, I took it out. I took my anger out on the waiter. Yeah. But anyway, so, and then the narrative in his mind, he's like, so you're firing me? Like on text, this was all on text, actually. It was not even in conversation. We needed to unwind it. Respect your decision, buddy. Let's unwind it. Yes, that's the best thing for all of us. So, and then like a day later, so you're actually going to fire me? I'm like, oh, no, Re- refer to your text. You resigned. Mm-hmm. And, and then I get back to my office. I was on vacation a couple of days later. I'm like, wow, I can't believe you fired Dr. Joe. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, no, I didn't. He, he was Peter cried wolf for so long. And when, yeah. you, finally stopped, when you finally stopped being afraid uh, of the wolf, <laughs> shit changed. Oh, it's shit so changed. good, man. So for those of you who are hostage of your own uh, imprisonment and you're not a prisoner. You don't know your end date. You're actually a hostage. Every day is brand new. Do, do yourself a favor and realize that you've imposed the walls around you. No one else can control you. No one else can make you feel a certain way. You unconsciously gave your power away. You made yourself the victim. So step up, step into your power and be the leader that you're meant to be. That's yeah, my advice. And, to you. and mine would be, we all have that person, right? We all have that person that we know is toxic to the culture. We're too afraid. It could be your spouse, by the way. It could be a bad relationship. <laughs> well, well, let's you could, not go there. No, no, not yours, but I'm just saying. No, could, I know that. But who knows? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, just saying it could be it could be you're in a uh, toxic relationship. It could be a friend takes advantage of you. It's a yeah. unilateral friendship. But let's 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 loop it back into dentistry because this is a dental podcast. Sometimes I need, you know. No, it I is know. a dental podcast? Y- yes. Okay, so when you're prepping an MO, Pete, remember yeah. those? 330 Burr? MO what? MO. An a number M-O. nine, nine M-I-L-F. I Do you know anything about am, that? Am I prepping it indirect or direct, Craig? Do you know anything about a number nine M-I-L-F? Oh, that's a true. A number oh, nine number MILF? Nine. Yes, I know. Everything needs a veneer. You know what a MILF it is? M-I-L-F. It's a mesial incisal <laughs> labial got facial. I just got I got to give it to you three Damn. times, bro. Wow. Wow. Every time I chart, 
an amazon size all lingual facial restoration the the nine-year-old kid in me like haha <laughs> that's funny that's funny all right now i just lost my train of thought no well it's good it's back no it's back it's back so i think coming full circle that you know how many success stories have you heard from people saying, look, I finally had the gumption to have that sweaty back conversation with Kathy, who has been the tail that's been wagging the dog in my practice. And she's been toxic and everyone hates her and I hate her and she's made everyone <laughs> miserable. And I finally stepped up and had the conversation. And guess what? My life got better. Oh, the team will explode after the you. The team exploded. I went to production. back for them. My culture changed. You know, everyone talks about everyone, Greg, I have all these calls about changing the culture and how do you get this culture? You have a toxic person that everyone hates. You fire that person or have a hard-ass, hard-ass conversation with them, and then they leave, all of a sudden, that culture changes. You don't need a hack from us. That culture changed that fast because you went to bat for the team. And guess what? They will reciprocate in kind. A hundred percent. And that culture all of a sudden just changes, and you didn't need an SDG box, and you didn't need a philanthropical movement, and you didn't need this it was a, you protected this house, which is the number one thesis of culture, protect yeah. your house and your culture will win. Well, it's innately programmed into us as the human species to the leader eats last. And the reason why is because when he puts all the needs of everybody else before him, mm. and then that's what you get to earn that leadership. Mm. You can't yeah. have positional leadership. That's why the alphas are always there looking after their pride in every single way. And by the way, it doesn't Can you adjust your camera? I can't see all of your beautiful face. Yeah, how about now? No. Well, no one do people more listen? Just leave a note in the in the comments below. Do you do you watch us or see us or listen to us rather? And and if you do, can you like YouTube and go like and 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 like Yeah, we get no love on YouTube. Like they all say on YouTube, just smash the like button. If you could smash the like button and subscribe and do all these bells and rings and doodles. We would love that because because uh, the YouTube thing. Sometimes yeah, we, gets, need, hey, we need to the, help more people, Pete. We the need one to help more Apple people. got great traction. We've had like 20,000 views or something like that. on, on oh, App is app. A, app a star. He's a phenom. He's a phenom. A phenom 100. And uh, with that, Pete, I'm going to go into our last part of this podcast, the four mm. easy ways to quadruple your production within 48 hours. No. Well, I know you, I know you think it's funny because you think no, but I can my, give a couple. all of my stuff is funny where I go into tactical stuff. And I know you and Chris like to make fun of it. But I have to tell you, Craig, we are going to be unpacking my legacy piece soon. I saw it. I loved it. We got a lot of big stuff we're working on, Pete. A lot really of big cool. stuff. But no, but this is going to be when this is going to be on my epitaph. Epitaph? Epitaph? I don't really know. Don't, don't, don't. Let's don't edit make, this part out because I don't know. Fun, don't make a fool of myself. Because yeah, well, I'm I'm, I'm riding with you. I'm riding with you with the air well, anemone. What was your CNN? Sometimes you have strokes of genius, and this was one of my stroke, and I wrote it down, and and it was the whole because I kept getting like dentistry's hard, dentistry's hard, and all these things, and I was like, eh, it's not really. Yes, it's hard, but the components are not hard. And so I wrote this pathway down of the what I think is the it's, you know we've always had first we had the pillars and bulletproof then we had the gears, and and I'm making a declaration that I'm going to push you into it's to be it's going to become the bulletproof. Pathway. No, I loved it. I, you it's sent me the, the infographic. Pathway. I thought it was beautiful. It, it and it's going to be amazing. So I can't wait to start sharing it at summits and and all these things. And, um, but anyway, we're going to start getting more tactics. because I feel like we've had a lot of woo woo lately because I've acquiesced and let you had your way. Yeah. And also we have a partner, Chris Tuff. Who's another whisper. empath. Like you guys are, I'm overwhelmed with empaths in my life and right yeah, now. Maybe, and so 
Yeah. I, I need to, I need to push you out of the way and get strategic. Siri goofing around, putting stuff. Hey, Craig, this is a serious podcast. You can't put, you can't put virtual. Well, most people are probably not watching. So <laughs> this is a good reason. If you want, if you're so curious as to the wondering why Peter at this por portion is laughing, subscribe on YouTube and you'll oh, see geez. what he's seeing. All right. Uh, anyway, we love all y'all. Hope you have a great and blessed Friday. And, yes, um, sir. And uh, we'll see you next time on. Thanks, Pete, for being you, bro. Thanks for helping me grow on my own character right. and um, all that good stuff, brother. Likewise, my brother. All right. Over and out. Take care, guys.